Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 of The Daily Churn. Today we are going to be talking about National, the car rental company, and their loyalty program and why it is miles better than any other car rental agency out there currently, just in terms of how easy it is to get status at National, and then the value of having status. Spoiler alert, it's that their upgrades are really easy to get and really, really good. And then just some tips and tricks that I've picked up over the years in terms of how to maximize your booking to get the best rate, which for the most part, it usually beats auto slash, which I know a lot of you guys like auto slash and I use auto slash as well when there isn't a national location, but I'm consistently able to get better rates directly through national using these methods than using auto slash. So stay tuned and we'll cover all of these topics. Before we get into it, just a quick programming note. I'm sure some of you noticed there wasn't an episode last week. I think going forward, I may do it on a a two-week basis. The reason being, I actually did have an episode ready for last Monday, but after listening to it, I just wasn't really that happy with it. And, you know, general advice if you ever do a podcast is definitely listen to your own podcast before you put it out there. And yeah, being a bit of a perfectionist, I guess, I just wasn't really that happy with it. I guess I was kind of feeling a little bit of pressure to keep to a weekly schedule, not because anyone was demanding it, but just I personally like having a schedule. But at the same time, you know, it was starting to feel a bit like work. And I felt like I'd kind of rushed through that episode just because I had some other stuff going on and I felt like I needed to get one out there. And so, yeah, I decided to just take a step back and take a break for the week and remember why I was doing the podcast in the first place, which is that I enjoy talking about churning and I wanted to keep it fun. And yeah, I think the two week schedule might suit that better so that it doesn't feel like work going forward. And the funny thing actually is I named this the daily churn originally because I thought I was going to be able to do this daily, which in hindsight just seems absolutely ridiculous now that I know what goes into making one of these episodes. You know, maybe if people are interested, eventually I can do a meta episode about some lessons learned while making a churning podcast. But for now, two week schedule. And yeah, let's get back into this episode. So let's start with why National's loyalty program, Emerald Club, is just so good. Because on the surface, if you haven't rented with National before, or if you haven't had status with them before, It sounds just like any other car rental loyalty program. It doesn't really sound much different than Hertz and Avis. You know, with Hertz, you're acquiring points. With National, I think it's every five or six rentals, you'll get a free rental day. And that's fine. You know, I've I've gotten some free rental cars that way. And on top of that, they sometimes run a two for one promotion where every two rentals gets you a one free rental day, which makes it a lot better. And the nice part about their free rental days is that it's not capped at any class of car. So it's whatever you apply it towards, you'll get that car. So if you applied it towards an SUV or a luxury car, your free rental day will apply. Whereas with Hertz, you're spending points on specific tiers of car. But where things start to get really interesting with Emerald Club, once you have executive status, so the tiers are basic member, executive and then executive elite. There's really no real difference between executive and executive elite. Executive elite, I think you get your free rental day after five rentals instead of six rentals. But for the most part, you don't even need to worry about executive elite. 
national executive status is the one to get. And that's great because that's the one that a lot of credit cards like the American Express Platinum Card and the Chase Sapphire Reserve Card will give to you for free. So you can just get that status by opening a credit card. And executive status opens up a few interesting things. First off, you are able to book a full-size car and only pay the mid-size car rate. So as you go through the checkout process, you select the full-size car and right then and there, it'll reduce itself to whatever the rate for the mid-size was. And you do always want to book at least the mid-size car because what that gives is access to their Emerald and Executive Isle. Now, if you're familiar with Hertz, the Emerald Isle is the same thing really as the Gold Isle, where you can go and pick a car from that aisle that they've stocked full of midsize and full-size cars. So not that interesting, but the Executive Isle is where Emerald Club really, really shines. Not all Emerald Club locations have an Executive Isle, but you can usually see which ones do online, and Flyer Talk generally has a dedicated thread for each location. So if you just Google it on Flyer Talk, you'll see a bunch of comments from people posting what's being offered at the executive aisle at the airport that you're going to. And the executive aisle selection is consistently good. There's always your regular selections of mid-size and full-size sedans, but most of the time there's also mid and large SUVs, pickup trucks, convertibles, minivans, sometimes even a BMW or an Infiniti. I don't remember the last time that I walked out of National with the car that I actually booked. It's always at least an SUV or if it's just my wife and I, we get a convertible. But when we're visiting family, we usually pick up the Armada SUV, which is this massive SUV that fits seven people. And the rate that we paid is just the really low midsize rate of like, 50 to 100 bucks. Whereas if you were to try and book one of these large SUVs directly, whether it's through National or Hertz or Avis, you're easily looking at three, $400 a day. Of course, there are times where you just need a bigger car because you're transporting more people. And so the natural instinct would be to just book that more expensive rate. But we'll cover this in the next section where I'll go through some tips so that you can get the best of both worlds when it comes to upgrades and security. So for us, where these upgrades really help is, for example, during snowboarding season, we really want to have a car that has four-wheel drive. And so SUVs for going up the mountain are way better than having a sedan. And it's never failed us yet that we've been able to get a SUV even during snow season on National's Executive Isle. We've grabbed Dodge minivans and trucks when we've needed to move apartments and homes because... It was often cheaper to just book the midsize rate for the day and get the upgrade than it was to actually book a U-Haul truck and pay the mileage rate. Another place where we really appreciate these upgrades is in Hawaii. So maybe it's the marketing brainwashing of Hawaii, but whenever we go, we always want like a convertible or a Jeep. And we're at a pretty much 100% success rate for booking a midsize in Hawaii on all three islands and getting at least a Jeep Wrangler or a Chevy Camaro convertible. Sometimes we've even gotten a BMW convertible. For those of you familiar with National and the islands of Hawaii, you might be wondering, hey, some of those National locations on some of the islands don't have an executive aisle. So how do you go about getting the upgrades? Well, it's the same advice I gave, I think, in episode eight for Hyatt, which is just ask. Go up to the counter, tell them that, hey, you're here with your wife, you're on vacation, and you'd like to see if there's any upgrades available. And most of the time, and this has worked 
100% of the time for us, they've given us the upgrade because they don't give these proactively for whatever reason, they, they don't. So you're assigned whatever car that you booked, but you are eligible for an upgraded car. And often all it takes is just a little bit of extra effort to just politely, with a smile, ask the counter agent. And if they have one available, they'll generally give it to you. And Hawaii being Hawaii, there are tons of convertibles and Jeeps available for rent. So your chances of securing one of those via an upgrade is very high. And even if there isn't one immediately available, a good question to ask the counter person is, hey, is anything going to be ready soon? Is anything being washed? And that's how we've ended up getting BMW convertibles was someone had just checked it in. It was getting cleaned and washed. No one had booked it yet. No one had gotten the upgrade for it yet. And we waited 15 minutes and the car was ready and we drove off in a BMW. It's funny because our Hawaii trips have sort of kind of turned into like these surreal scenes out of White Lotus because we ended up staying on the most recent trip at the Mauna Kea, which is like this $10,000 a week resort that we booked entirely on points. We drove in to the gated area in our brand new white BMW convertible, which we paid like two, three hundred dollars for, but it looks expensive. And we're in Hawaii, in Kona. The flights can be expensive, but we paid for it entirely with our Southwest points. And my wife flew for free with the Southwest companion pass. So yeah, you almost end up attracting like an unwanted level of attention from locals who are like, oh, these these rich tourists coming into our island. But, you know, uh, by the power of churning, it was all free. And another reason why I love Southwest, I love National, and I love Hyatt, and sometimes even Marriott when I have Marriott points. All right, so moving on to some tips and tricks when it comes to booking, because as you might have realized while listening to this, upgrades are great, but there's still upgrades. What happens if the executive aisle doesn't have the car that you actually need? Like you actually need to transport six people, so you need an SUV. Is it better to just book that SUV directly? And the answer is sort of. So unlike hotels, rental cars don't have really a cancellation policy. The exception being when you do a prepaid rate, which is sort of a Hertz thing. With National, there are no prepaid rates, so you don't even need to worry about that. But essentially, there are no cancellation fees. You can cancel this car at any time. You can even cancel it after your rental has started, although that sometimes requires a little bit more work. But they've actually kept a really flexible, customer-friendly policy when it comes to cancellations. I think the reason being that a lot of these rental car companies are based at airports and flights change, flights get canceled, and they've maintained a really flexible cancellation policy as a result of that. And so to get the best of both worlds when it comes to your rental car upgrade, as well as securing the car that you need, you would just make two bookings. What we do is we have the first booking scheduled to start about an hour after our flight lands. And the reason for that hour is so that we have time to peruse the executive aisle section and decide what we want to do. So if the executive aisle doesn't have the car that we want, we have time to then cancel it in the app. You can still cancel it even after your rental starts, but sometimes you have to go to the counter to do it. It's easier if you just cancel it before the rental starts, which is why we give ourselves that hour buffer. And if you do find something you like, you can just leave with that car even before your rental is technically supposed to begin. They don't really care about you checking in early. 
At the same time, you also have a second booking that's scheduled to start an hour after the first booking, so roughly two hours after your flight lands. And what that second booking does is it secures the car that you actually need in case you don't find something on the executive aisle. So if you really need that seven-seater SUV and you're willing to pay for it, book it, but have it scheduled to start anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour after the first booking. So you have time to cancel it if you do find something on the aisle that you like. And if you don't find the thing on the aisle that you needed, then you can cancel the first one and go with your backup reservation. So this completely eliminates the risk of gambling on an upgrade because you know you'll get the car that you actually need if all things don't go your way. But you also are now open to the possibility of getting a car for significantly cheaper. We've actually never had to resort to using our backup booking. That's the booking that we consistently end up canceling. But it's a peace of mind thing knowing that you have that security if things don't work out on the executive aisle. But national being national and not Hertz, they're really good about stocking up that executive aisle. So this double booking upgrade method consistently saves us more money than even auto slash. Midsize rates can be as low as $30 a day to maybe $100 a day when there's a high demand period. But yeah, compared to what you're paying sometimes for like, let's say a BMW or an SUV or a convertible, it's a fraction of the cost. So yeah, works out really well. Another method, which is a bit more in a gray area, is trying out different corporate codes for your booking. National has a field when you make a booking called account number, and that's for essentially corporate codes based on where you work, what organizations you're with. They include things like being part of AAA, but also more obscure things like working at IBM or working for the state of Georgia. I mean, I'm, I'm neither going to encourage nor discourage you to, to do this. But what I will say is you can pretty easily find lists of these codes online. And yeah, I've never once had National check my ID for any code that I was using. Even back when I was working for a company that had a really good discount, never once during many rentals did they ever ask to see my company ID. Just know that if on the 1% chance they ask for the ID and you don't have it, if they're really being strict about it, they'll say, sorry, I can't rent this car to you without the ID, and you'll just have to drive it back. No harm, no foul. But that means you don't have a rental car now, or at least you don't have one without paying some really high same-day non-discounted booking price. But that's where you can apply a variation of the double booking method to have a third booking at Hertz. But it doesn't have to be at Hertz. It can be any other place where you'd like your backup to be, whether it's a place that AutoSlash found you a really good rate for, or it's another place where you have status. And remember, with your national status that you get from the credit card, you can also match that into Hertz status or Avis status. And so you'll have status of these other companies. And so usually you can find decent rates and have a selection in their version of an aisle. It's not as good as Emerald Club, but as a backup, it's not bad. So effectively, what ends up happening when you apply all these methods together is that you have a super discounted rate on a midsize car that you're hoping you can get an upgrade. But if the upgrade doesn't work, you still have a super discounted rate on a car that you actually need, let's say an SUV. And if as you're leaving, the agent that's checking you out decides to really be a stickler about the account number that you're using for the rental and you're not able to talk your way out of it like, 
hey, I forgot my ID or hey, my friend gave me this number because she works at blah, blah, blah. On the less than 1% chance that happens, well, you'll just drive that car back, they'll cancel your booking and you'll have a backup at Hertz or whichever other agency that you decided to go with. Most likely though, things will go perfectly fine and you'll leave with that first booking and you'll end up canceling your second national booking and your third backup booking. So this triple booking strategy effectively takes out both the risk of upgrades as well as the risk of trying super discounted rates. In terms of codes, you can pretty easily find a few on Flyer Talk, one of the threads there, people will mention it. You can do some Googling too and, and some of these sites will show up. I found one a few years ago that had a pretty good list. Uh, and yeah, maybe I'll, I'll post the link on the dailychurnpodcast.com if you go to this episode to the list that I found online that has some really good codes. And I'll, I'll probably put it behind like a members only section, which, you know, it's free to sign up. You just put in your email. So don't worry, I'm not trying to make you pay for anything. But that way it's not like being indexed and it's not super public so that hopefully only the, the folks who listen to this podcast uh, will, will think to to sign in and, and see the link. But yeah, I'll stick it on there and and you can do with it what you will, you know. But again, everyone's comfort and anxiety level with this kind of stuff is is different. So your mileage may vary. One odd thing that's started to happen in the last, I want to say a few months or a year. And so I'm having trouble figuring out if this is because of the pandemic and the general rental car crunch that all these agencies are experiencing with their lack of rental cars. But right now, most of the codes are not working. They're either throwing an error or they're giving you a rate that's way higher than what just a regular booking would give you. Which is strange because even the code that I've used with my company in the past, which is a legitimate code that people are still being instructed to use, is throwing up a higher rate, which kind of leads me to believe it's somehow related to the rental car shortage. But it is possible that National has kind of swept in and attempted to sort of disable a lot of these codes by jacking up the rate. But yeah, it is strange that even legitimate codes are sometimes doing this. That said, some codes on the list are still working really well. And the list is really long, so I'm not going to go into which ones work, which ones don't. It's at your disposal to, <laughs> to do what you want with. One thing to keep in mind, though, is that if you are new to National, the first time you rent with National or any car rental agency, actually, is that the very first time you rent, they'll want you to actually go to the counter so they can verify your driver's license and make sure you have a credit card on file. So for that first time that you make your first booking, I would probably advise against doing anything too crazy, maybe even avoid the double booking method because you may have to explain to that counter person why you have two bookings, which may not be the most comfortable conversation. So make sure your first booking is nice and straightforward and above board and they properly verify your account. And then you can try these methods for future bookings because once you're verified, you can skip the counter and just pick up your car and you don't really have to interact with anyone except the person at the final gate that just looks at your ID and scans the code on your car. But yeah, overall, it's a pretty amazing program with a lot of savings to be had if you're at least executive status. If you don't have status yet, I think I mentioned earlier, you can get status pretty easily by opening one of those Amex Platinums or Chase Sapphire Reserves 
or actually you can status match international. And national is one of the unique programs that accepts status matches from not just car rental agencies, but also hotels and airlines. So if you're a Hyatt globalist, for example, you can status match into national executive elite, which is actually their top, top tier. Similarly, if you have like United 1K or American Airlines status, same kind of thing. It's just a form you can fill out online. I'll post a link to the status match form on the dailychurnpodcast.com as well, as well as some other links so that you can easily find this stuff. But yeah, hopefully you found this episode helpful. Hopefully you're excited to try and rent with National and, and give some of these methods a go and let me know how it goes. Thanks, guys. I will catch you all next. Nope. I will catch you guys in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.